victory tonight. 1 Samuel 17, beginning in verse 9. 1 Samuel 17, beginning in verse 9. Very familiar story right here, but I'm telling you a picture of something. How many know we're in a warfare tonight? we got a giant that stands before us. We can't be timid. We've got to stand strong, marching forward. We've got to get in the battlefield for the Lord tonight. Amen. There's a spiritual enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And we've got the church needs to take root and begin to stand in the name of Jesus Christ in these days that we're living. Let's go out of 1 Samuel 17, beginning in verse 9. The word of the Lord says, If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall you be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David, the son of Epherthoth of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons, and the men, man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to battle. And the names of his three sons who were born to battle were Eleb, the firstborn, the next unto him, Abinab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three elderest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near near morning and evening, presented himself forty days. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for your brethren an effort of parched corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to your brethren, and carry these ten cheeses upon the captain of their thousand. And look how, look how your brethren fare. And take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Eli fighting with the Philistine. And David rose up early in the morning and left as the sheep were the keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench and as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for battle. For Israel and the Philistine had put the battle and array army against army. And David left his carriage, and in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and ran into the army, and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came that champion, the, the champion of the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, and out of the armies of the Philistines, I spoke according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, were, when they saw this man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is come up. And it it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, What shall be done to the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel for what is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God I want to 
get on to the thought, the bigger the giant, the greater the victory. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God, and we ask for your anointing and your touch. Lord, give me the words you would have me to say. Have your way in this sanctuary tonight, Father Lord, and we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for it all. In that precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. John 10 and 10 simply says that the thief cometh not but the for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and they may have it but no more have it more abundantly. No doubt we are all in a warfare tonight. No doubt we all know who that thief is. We know who that spiritual giant is that is out to destroy your household, that is out to destroy your life, that is out to destroy the very fabrics of society right now. We all know who he is. He's wanting to destroy your joy. He wants to rob you of your victory. He wants to steal your faith and I come by to tell you tonight by the hand of the living God if we stand strong in the Lord guess what we're going to get a victory tonight but too many people are in a place of complacency right now they don't want to fight they don't want to battle they're just happy in the status quo how many know there's a giant that's going around tonight defying the armies of the living God how many know there's a giant spiritual giant that's trying to destroy your life tonight that's try to rob you of your peace that's try to take the very foundations away from you but too many people are in a complacent state and that is defined as being satisfied with how things are and not wanting to try to make them better what I'm saying too many people's happy having the thief inside of their house too many people's happy allowing the devil to run roughshod amen but I don't know about you I've come I'm about to tell you it's time we put that devil in his place it's time we put that enemy in his place it's time that we stand up in the name of the Lord God Jehovah and declare the word of God in these last days sadly too many people have become so complacent that they've allowed that spiritual Goliath to run rough shot they no longer think they've got to do battle with the enemy no more. The whole time they've been sitting around doing nothing, the enemy's running roughshod. Anybody seen what's going on tonight? Anybody see the society today? Anybody see what's happening right now before our very eyes? The church is asleep many times. The church is complacent, and look what has come in. Amen? Folks, if the church would have stood up, Prayer would have never been took out of school. We'd have stood up. Abortion would have never been legalized. If we would have stood up, gay marriage would have never been accepted. But what's happened? We've got too many people that's complacent and not willing to get on the battlefield. We've got too many people that don't want to take a stand in these last days. Listen in your own life, how many is the devil running roughshod over? He's attacking. Damn it, and oh, I don't have to give him a place in my life. I can't help when he comes knocking on my door, but I don't have to open the front door and let him in. Amen? But too many people get complacent with that old thing running around, and we see our society that's going to hell in the handbasket while the church is sitting on the pews doing ain't nothing. 
while the saints of God are just slumbering and sleeping. Complacency has crept in because people don't want to fight the battle. How many know tonight when when the Lord saved you, that put you on the front line for the battlefield, amen? How many know we're soldiers in the Lord's army? The war's won, but we got some battles to fight, amen? It's time we get a rise and and get out of that place of complacency. And it's time to get back on the battlefield. It's time the church stand up. And it's time to declare, thus said the Lord in these days. Uh, Too many people are complacent. Too many people are sleeping. Too many people are fearful. How many know the Bible says greater is he uh, that is in you uh, than he that is in this world tonight? And people become place at all. I'm just happy where I'm at. I'm just happy in the condition. I don't know about you, but I want all the blessings of God. I want to live in peace. I want to live in joy. I want to live in victory. Anybody else with me? But too many people are getting to that place where they allow the enemy just to run roughshod over them. Saying of God, when he comes knocking around, you remind him who you serve. You remind him of the bloodline. You remind him of the blood of Jesus Christ that's been applied to your life. I call the blood the ADT system. When he comes, that blood, he's that line he can't cross right there. That blood puts the fear in him. But too many people are walking around in little complacency. And we see what's going on right now. If you look at this nation tonight, you look around the world, you will see a world in chaos. A world in chaos needs a church in revival. A world in chaos needs a church on the battlefield. A world in chaos needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's time to get out of complacency, and it's time to get in battle mode. Amen? It's time to stand up to that spiritual Goliath and say, How dare you defy the armies of the living God? You may come with me in a spear and a sword, but we're coming to you in the name of the Lord tonight. The story of David and Goliath. We see where the army of Saul was, cowering in fear to this giant. Verse 23, and as he, David, talked with them, behold, there came up the champion of the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistine. And spoke according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the, and, and the men of Israel said, How have you seen this man that has come up surely to defy Israel? He is he, is he come up, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him. With great riches, and will give him daughter with him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. We know just a little earlier in verse eleven when Saul and all the 
uh, Israel heard the word of the Philistine, they were dismayed and they were greatly afraid. All the taunts of the enemy. How many know that old devil likes to roar what he's going to like to do? Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many know they want to picture what it's like to do taunting? Uh, just like in verse 10 and 11, as he was taunting the king of Israel, the, the, the men of Israel, the army of Israel were all afraid because they heard the taunt of the giant. You know what had come into their life? They got fearful and they got complacent in their fear. They said, oh well, we ain't going to bother him. Long as he, he don't come our way, let him run away. We don't want nothing to do with him. But thank God there was a shepherd boy that knew he could have a victory. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many under my voice know tonight that God wants to give you a victory? The bigger the giant is that you're facing, the greater the victory it is. Amen? Amen? How many know that tonight the greater the giant that stands before you uh, the harder that giant's going to fall amen how many know that great victory's coming your way uh, if you get the faith of that shepherd boy huh. let me stop here I don't believe God intended for his church uh, to coward in fear but too many are because they hear the tongue of the giant I can't be in it. Fray, look going around that taunt tonight. I'm telling you, dangerous times are here, perilous times, wicked times. Islamic extremists are here, but I'm not going to be afraid of them. Amen? Because greater is he that is it be than he that is in the world. They may come a time and it's fastly approaching where they tell us we can't gather in the name of the Lord no more. But guess what? We've got to go on anyway. Anybody know what I'm saying? It ain't a time to coward in fear. It's a time to rise and fight in faith. Go back and look. Old Paul, he was a man of faith, wasn't he? Stone, guess what? Guess what he got back up and did? Started preaching again. Jesus told us. He said, fear not the one that can kill the body. He said, you fear the one that can kill your body and cast thy soul into hell. He said, You're the, he's the only one you ought to be walking in fear of. How many know we don't have to walk in fear of that spiritual Goliath tonight? He may roar. He may taunt. He may huff. And he may pluff. But guess what? If I'm full of the Holy Spirit of God and I've got Christ inside of my life, he can huff and he can puff all day long, but I'm not going down. Church, I'm in it. Oh, this church is founded upon Christ. Your life's founded upon Christ. Guess what? That's your chief cornerstone. Let me tell you why he's running roughshod over Benny and blowing houses down. And Benny remember the story of the three little pigs. One built the house out of straw, one built it out of sticks. Guess what? There ain't a house in the world that's going to stand a whirlwind like a huff of wind. But that third little pig was smart. He built his and out of brick, didn't he? <laughs> Got a cornerstone. I look at the mortar as the type of the Holy Spirit. That devil could blow and he can huff and he can puff all day long. But guess what? It couldn't blow that house down by his chinny chin chin. What I'm saying, 
I'm saying it's time to quit listening to the roar of the devil and it's time to start listening to the roar from the tribe of Judah. It's time to hear the word of God tonight. Too many people are walking in fear of that old ugly Goliath. Too many people are walking in fear of that big old giant that's standing before them and talking them, telling them that it's over. I got news for you. It's not over, saint of God, until God says it's over tonight. How many know tonight that we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus? How many know we're the head and not the tail tonight? How many know he's going to give us victory tonight? Quit listening to that taunt. Quit listening to that fear of that giant. Some of you are saying, well, that giant's bigger than me. But is he bigger than the God that you serve? Goliath was twice the size of David. But he was never bigger than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen? That devil may, be, may seem like he's bigger. But how many know that if Christ lives inside of us, we're more than conquerors tonight? We need to get a hold of that, I think. Instead of being complacent, sin of cowarding and fear, we need to realize the bigger the giant that comes our way, the greater the victory. Did you hear me? The bigger the battle, the greater the victory. Did you hear me? I say the bigger the giant, the greater the anointing you'll have on your life too. Amen? We tend to forget about that. We got this attitude, oh Lord, this is over my head. Maybe over your head, but it's under his feet. He may be bigger than you, but guess what? He may have a spear and a sword, but I've got the name of the Lord. But too many people tend to forget it. They want to hear what that old roaring lion's got to say out there. The one that's out seeking whom he may devour. And I found out a long time ago, his roar is bigger than his bite. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many know what the devil wants to do to you? If he could have done it a long time ago, he, if he could have done it, he would have done it a long time ago. But he can't. All he can do is right there bark, put his gumless mouth open. Well, I consider him a, like a dog that don't have no teeth. It acts like it wants to bite you up, eat you alive, saint of God. The only way he can devour us is if we will allow him. Seeking whom he may devour. Uh -uh. I'm not going to let him devour this preacher. You ain't going to let him devour you, are you? You're going to remind him. He's on a leash from heaven. Hey Amen. He, can, he can't do nothing that God won't allow him to do to you. Just like Job. You know, if he could have killed Job, he would have. But God said you can touch everything around him, but you don't touch my servant Job's life. You know, he had to abide by that what the Lord of hosts said. We need to think about this. Do we really need to coward in fear? Persecution may come to the church. Do we need to coward in fear? Or can we be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? It says, I'm not bowing down to some golden image. Come, it was made. If your faith don't believe in abortion, you need to change your faith. 
Well, I'm not changing my faith, and I'm taking a stand against abortion, by the way. Because murder is murder. I'm not going to pat sin on the back, but it needs to hear about the blood of Jesus Christ tonight. But they want to silence us. They want to cut off the voice of repentance. You ever thought? They thought they was done when they got rid of John the Baptist. When they beheaded him, they thought that was it. But there was one greater than John the Baptist behind him. Amen. They put on a cross, laid him in a grave, and guess what? He came out of the grave on the third day. Why should I fear if God before me? Who or what can be against me tonight? I'm coming by to tell you, you got a victory coming. The bigger the giant is that you're facing, the greater your victory. Anybody know what it's like? Seems like the devil is fighting. It seems like he's just on the rampage. This week it seems like everything's gone crazy. It started off with my computer over at the house. What I get on speaker with. Wednesday night I put a sermon on there and Thursday morning I couldn't get that thing to turn on for nothing. A blank screen. I said, oh, they already zapped me. <laughs> then water leaked right here. Then we got stranded in Breezewood last night. But guess what? Boy, didn't we have church around here last night. Amen. I'm telling you, God's great, ain't he? See what I'm telling you? What the devil thinks he's trying to do to us, God's getting ready to set us up for a great victory tonight. I'm telling you, everything you've been fighting is setting up for your victory if you'll face the giant. If you run from him, you ain't going to get a victory. But if you face him, I promise you, if you're in Christ, you're going to come out victorious. The greater that, bigger that giant the greater that victory. Think about it. Wow, look what David was facing. That big old ugly giant Goliath. Boy, don't we read about it to this day. What a testimony of that story. And we're facing a big old ugly giant. That old fallen being called Satan. But I'm telling you, we're going to get a victory over him. Too many people didn't recognize the cause to fight this victory. They didn't saw. You know, that old king should have been on the battlefield. He should have been the first one to line up right there. He wasn't. His army was cowarding too. Boy, they weren't too brave, were they? They said, we don't see no cause. He touched us yet. But thank God there was one that recognizes they're not a cause. There was a little shepherd boy that men tend to look over. There was a little shepherd boy. When man saw a shepherd boy, God saw a king right there. Did you hear me? You see, when the, even the king of Israel wouldn't fight this battle, God said, I got somebody in a field that's tended to some sheep that'll knock this giant down. I've got somebody who will stand face to face before this giant and won't be afraid of this giant. David asked in 1 Samuel 17 and 29, is there not a cause? 
cause. I got a question for you tonight. Is there not a cause that the church stand up in these last days? Is there not a cause that believers should take a stand and declare the word of God in these last days? Amen? You say, what's the cause? Why should we stand up to this old devil? How many know the souls of man's on the line? The souls of your children, your family is on the line. Hey, man, if there's not a cause, I can't think of a better cause than that right there. You want to know a reason you go to battle? You see that little one back there? That's the reason you go to battle. You see those grandchildren you got? That's the reason you go to battle. Hey, man. Think about it. Look at this crisis in this country today. It's time for the church to rise up and go to battle. It ain't time to shut up. It's time to open our mouths. I'm pretty good at that. A few of us are, ain't we? Sometimes I get my foot in my mouth like old Peter did. But what I'm telling you tonight is it ain't a time to shut up and get timid. It's time to face the giant down. What's going to happen if you don't face the giant down? He's going to be right there running roughshod. It's time to shut his mouth up. He likes to talk it, don't he? His talk brings forth intimidation. Intimidation produces fear. How many know I'm not going to listen to his loud mouth? I'm going to hear from the lion of the tribe of Judah. His roar is as a kitty cat until the when the real lion of, of the tribe of Judah roars. When that lion roars, he's going to pay some attention. Anybody know what I'm saying? But too many people don't want to face him down because they don't see a cause. Why should we? I've told you, look at these children around here. Look at your grandchildren. Look at your family that's lost. There's your cause. It's getting wickeder, more perverted. I, I don't even know how to describe this time. It's time for the light of, us to let that light of Christ shine in this dark world. It's time to stand up to the ones that would want to silence us. I believe if we stand up, he'll show up. Why should we fear if we got Christ for us? We got a name that is above all names. Amen? How many know what the name of Jesus ever devil in hell will tremble at that name of Jesus? I'm telling you, no doubt there is a cause. There is a reason. It's time to put on the armor of God and don't put on the armor of man. You see, I find it interesting in 1 Samuel 17, 38 and 39. And Saul armed David with his armor and he put on a helmet of brass upon his head and he also armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword, sword upon his armor and he assessed the gold, but he, for he had not proved it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proven them, proved them. And David put 
them off of him. What are you getting there? I'm telling you the armor that Saul was wanting to put upon him would not be effective against the giant that he was facing. He said, I got to go with the one that brought the bear and the lion into my hand. I've got to go with the one that I'm familiar with. What are you saying? I'm telling you we got to understand we can't do this in the natural. We've got to put on the weapons of our warfare. We've got to do this on our knees before God. We've got to open our mouth and declare the word of God. We've got to pick up the sword of God in these last days that we're living. Saul's armor. Too many want to use the armor of man. Well, I got news for you. I still believe at the foot of the cross, victory's found. I still believe in the blood of Jesus tonight. Amen. I still believe in calling upon his name tonight. You see, in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, Paul wrote, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of what? Strongholds. In Ephesians 6 and 11, he says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He goes on in Ephesians. He says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and the breastplate of righteousness. In Ephesians 6 and 14, he says, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In Ephesians 6 and 15, he says, above all, take up the shield of faith. In Ephesians 6 and 16, put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. In Ephesians 6 and 17, he's saying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In Ephesians 6 and 18, what are you saying there? I'm saying God's give us the equipment to wage war not for just the defense but for an offensive weaponry as well tonight it's time to rise up and go to battle because a victory is awaiting the church tonight time to get angry uh oh it's time to get a righteous anger did you hear me it's time to get mad at what that enemy's doing in society. Think about what's going on. If you don't have a reason to get mad, how about the one million plus abortions that happen? Well, I won't give you graphic more detail. Partial birth abortion. Take a vacuum cleaner, suck that baby out a little bit, stick a pair of scissors in the back of its head, suck its brains out. That ought to make you mad. That ought to bail you with righteous anger right there. How about the drugs that is infesting our streets into destroying your children, your family members? There's a reason to get angry, amen? How about the perversion? that's taking down the strongholds that is sweeping our land right now. That's a reason to get angry right now. They no longer know right from wrong anymore because they call good evil and evil good. There's a reason to get angry. Have a believer in here how to get angry about what sin is doing. Amen? 
You've seen it in your own households. You've seen what the enemy's done. We ought to get mad. We ought to get a righteous anger in her and say, it's enough is enough. You want me to tell you how to get the devil really trembling? You get the church on fire. You get the church taking a stand, let me tell you. It won't be laughing long because when the church gets where it needs to be, it'll show you it's a powerful force. Amen. It's time to get angry. It ain't a time to wink bite. I love these people. I wonder what goes through their mind. It says, oh, we shouldn't do nothing about it. It's going to be like that. I got news for you. We've got to be battling until he comes for us again. We've got to be battling. But people are afraid. You know what they're afraid of? What's society going to think about me? Oh, well. I've been called every name in the book. Guess what? That don't matter. Matters what he calls me. Amen. They may mock you. May ridicule you. They may threaten you. But guess what? They can't touch me if he don't want them to touch me. I believe that. I've seen it happen many times. He'll confirm his word. We ought to get angry. It's time to go to war, saints. This society, they don't know right from wrong. You know, half this nation, many people in this nation think it's all right to murder a newborn, a baby that ain't even been born. And let me tell you, if they don't value the life of an unborn child, the most innocent of the innocent, they don't value no life. I will not back off that statement. Because it's true. If somebody says there's no problem in abortion, oh, it's just a pile of tissue, you got another thing coming. If they don't value that, uh, the child, because that's the most innocent of innocents of a child. If they don't value that life, they will never value your life or anyone else's. I'm telling you, it's time to wake up and get angry. I want Planned Parenthood to know that there's a preacher in Houston town that's speaking out against them. I want the left-wing agenda to know there's a preacher here and a church here in this town that's still standing up for biblical truth. Amen? I want the, the new eight those that says, oh, you accept any old way to heaven as you want to, to know there's still somebody preaching that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father except by the Son. I wear their titles all day long. Call me whatever you want, but they can't deny I'm a child of the King. Amen. Don't worry about what they got to say. You better worry about what he's got to say. It's time to get angry. And it's time to take a stand. I believe if we get angry. You need to get angry what he's doing in your household tonight. You need to get angry what he's doing to your children and your family tonight. It's time for the army of the Lord to quit talking. And it's time to quit start acting. Amen. Playing wishy-washy. We got to get angry at that spiritual Goliath. We got to get angry. To say we're going to do something about it. We're going to speak the truth of God's word. We're going to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in these last days. We're going to proclaim heaven is real. Hell is real. Amen. 
why nobody in Saul's army would do nothing about it. Thank God there was a shepherd boy that says, I'm not listening to this mess no more. He said, I'm tired of hearing this thing talk. He said, I'm going to confront it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He said, I had enough with his mouth. Anybody else had enough with the devil's mouth tonight? It's Goliath going around taunting the living God. Guess what? David said, I had enough. You ain't going to do nothing about it, Saul. Your army ain't going to do nothing about it. His own brother wasn't going to do nothing about it. He said, I will. The one they least expected was the one that would stand up and do it. Where were the army at? Where was the king? You see, in that Bible times, it was different. If a nation went to war, their king was supposed to go with them. Saul should have been the front first one out there. But he wouldn't. He didn't want nothing to do with him either. He said, I'll, but David said, I'll go. Verse 42. And when the Philistine looked about, he saw David. He disdained him, for he was a youth and ruddy and a fair countenance. Boy, this Goliath. Just sit there. I can see it now. He got a little chuckle. You're the little one that I got to face. You're the one that they're sending to come against me. And you think of his arrogance. He said, I'm going to feed you, pick you up, throw you into pieces, and feed you to the fowl of the air. Little did he know he was coming down that day. <laughs> little did he know that he was being brought down by the hand of Almighty God. I'm telling you. Think about it. Verse 47, 45 through 47, the David said to the Philistine, You come with me with a spear and a sword, a, with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into what? My hand. He didn't question. He said, the Lord's going to deliver you into my hand. I will smite you and take your head from you, and I, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I want you to know tonight, quit saying it, it, you may come down. You need to tell that giant in front of you, it's coming down tonight by the hand of God. You see, David knew who was going to give him the victory. That Goliath may have mocked him, but guess what David said? I'm taking your head, giant. You know why he took the head? He made sure the dead giants won't talk back. He stuck that stone in there while all of Israel's army, I wonder what they were doing. I wonder how many of them was just peeping around the tree like this. Went on with him. Maybe his own brothers were saying, has our little brother been killed? Boy, didn't they get a little surprised that day when David come walking back with the head of the giant. Amen? How many know the world may think you're going down, but God said you're going to come walking with the head of the giant in your head. What are you getting at? 
I'm telling you right now, uh, when you do it God's way, you're going to get a victory. They may be an ugly giant that's standing in front of you, but guess what? God's come by to give you the victory tonight. The bigger your giant, the greater your victory tonight. Did you hear me? Let me tell you what I'm telling you. No matter the mess that you're in, no matter how bad it seems, let me tell you, the worst means that he could give a great testimony out of it. Amen? I'm telling you, think about Lazarus dead, stinking and decaying, but God brought him out right there and brought life back in for him. What a testimony right there. What I'm saying tonight is there's a giant that's standing in front of you. It's time to confront that giant I don't believe God wants us to run I want I believe he needs to telling us tell that giant that you're taking them down tonight tell that giant you they have a spear a sword and a shield but you've got the name that is above all names you've got the name that makes every devil in hell tremble you've got the name that is above all at the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess he is Lord Quit hiding. I imagine you'll have peepers that'll look around. Want to know what in the world have they went down yet? No. I'm going to give you something to really look at when I bring his head, that giant's head, and let you see it. While you are cowarding in fear, I was on the battlefield in faith. As long as they sat there and wouldn't confront that giant, there could never be a victory. It had to take somebody to confront that giant in order to experience a victory. How many want a victory tonight? How many got a giant in front of them tonight? I've come by to tell you, confront it. And you tell it, it's coming down tonight. I'm telling you, you remind him who you come, who you serve, and whose name you're going to use. Amen? And I'm telling you, the bigger the giant that's in front of you, the greater the victory you will get. Everyone standing in here tonight. How many want that victory tonight? I'm going to give you a time in this altar. So let's come and get this victory tonight. You see, the devil wants to steal, kill, and to destroy you. The devil wants to ruin you tonight. He wants you to run. But God wants to give you a victory tonight. Somebody in here needs a victory tonight. Somebody in here needs a victory tonight. That victory is coming in the name of Jesus Christ tonight. Any others tonight would say, here am I. I want to step out and get that victory tonight. Give me that victory tonight, oh Lord. Is there others? Give me that victory tonight. God's got a victory with your name all over it. Don't run from the giant, but confront that giant. I'm telling you, there's victory tonight. Don't hear the tongue of the enemy. Hear the voice of Almighty God tonight. Lord, we pray. Strength and faith, Lord, for it all. Lord, we exalt you. God, let them rest assured they're going to have victory. In that name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.